Once upon a time, there was a little boy called Howard who loved writing stories. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer And so he sat in front of every nighter But everything he wrote was fucking shite, yeah wubba dubba do wubba dubba do Worst writer in the world 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 Rubbish writer. Welcome to the worst writer in the world with me, Rufus, and he's warm on the outside but cold on the inside, uh, and I keep my cheese in him. What? How <laughs> long? Thank you to the British Comedy Guide for hosting this show. Thank you to all of our lovely patrons on Patreon for supporting this show, and you know. Thanks to you for listening to this show. And after you listen to it, going over to patreon.com slash manbycow and checking out what other things you can get that are actually kind of often slightly better than this show. Mm-hmm. For example, the Secret Gang podcast, which comes out approximately once a month, or many, many Gret Binchleaf books, which really are better than this show, actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so shall we get started, Howard? Yes, please. So, Howard, last week we read My Life Story by young Howard. Yeah. Um, Which you wrote when you were 11 or 12 uh, about your life so far. Correct. And I pointed out that quite a lot of time has passed since then. Mm. And presumably you've done quite a few things in that time. Mm -hmm. And therefore you should continue writing your life story, picking up where that one left off. That's true. And I believe... You have done it, or at least you've done the next bit. Well, you think that until you see what it says immediately on opening the file. You'll discover that (laughs) I realised there was quite a lot of missing... (laughs) Things. <laughs> okay, so your okay. The, yeah, the, the the first heading is five to ten again. Mm, <laughs> so yeah. the first period of your life is when you were between the ages of five and ten, mm. because I mean, yeah, no, good point. That was very short. Yeah, for a for a life of about twelve years that did not have a lot of information in it, and it was mostly about crying. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there must have been some times when you were happy and not annoyed with someone for. I don't know, being female or whatever, that's whatever right. was well, irritating I mean, you. I mean, I guess we're going to find out whether that's true. <laughs> All right. In class, we met... <laughs> I've just seen what this is. I just saw two words and then a third one, and now I know exactly what this story is. Wow. In class... We made pop-up pictures yeah. for Halloween. That's right. All right, and th- these next two words are two of the words that gave me the clue. Mm. Faith Bayless <laughs> made one with a cupboard door. Yeah. And when you opened it, there was a ghost and the word ghost. And I know I've got to pronounce it ghost because ghost. you've told me this many yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's G O S T. And the word ghost with five exclamation marks. Mm. We <laughs> we all laughed. <laughs> At faith for foolishly misspelling a word <laughs> that has no good reason to have an H in it, but does. Yeah, but it does, and that's the important thing. Got to obey the law, Faith, otherwise you're going to get laughed at. Faith cried like a stupid baby. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> stupid eye-crying wiener. Yeah, is that what it says? That's a bit, a bit <laughs> yeah, much, probably, but I mean... 
It is also not a word that we ever used in this country. <laughs> you, oh, what a wiener. <laughs> that just shows how much TV you've watched since then. <laughs> uh, no. Actually, no. I invented that, that term and America oh, really? America picked up on it. I said, Faith Bailey, you're such a wiener. I said, oh, you big, you big wiener. I said, I'm in northern accent. You big. What did you think that meant? Because we don't like we don't have sausages called wieners here like that. Yeah, I that's thought it meant thing, like right? when you wee, um, and and everyone goes no 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 no, and that's what a wiener is. So, or it's someone who's really interested in knowing a lot about we. Or yeah. to put it another way, a wee nerd. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Are you wee nerd? Yeah. Stop researching and learning about we. It's weird. <laughs> Be a regular nerd. Do or, maths. Or I thought it was something that like Phoebe Cates says in Gremlins. Do you, want to, do you want to explain that joke? No, I don't want to explain it because it doesn't make any sense. It's the bit about when she kind of like says something about a wet nurse, but it could have been a oh, wet nurse. Yeah. Yes, okay. But she actually says wiener. Yeah, you know, if you if you say you hate Washington's birthday, yeah. <laughs> yeah. then uh, then everyone's fine. Like everyone's okay with that. Yeah. But say you don't like Christmas, everyone thinks you're a wiener. <laughs> Exactly. That is that is correct. Mm-hmm. And that's how I invented the word wiener. <laughs> so anyway, Faith cried like a stupid baby. What a loser, stupid eye-crying wiener. I hope I don't get forced to go to her birthday. <laughs> Ugh. But I bet if I do, I'll be... <laughs> but I bet if I do, oh, yeah. I'll be a big, brave boy. <laughs> Not, not cry like her for no reason. Canon. Ah, then it's true. Okay. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, now that's true. Yeah. That's true history canon now because mm. you said it. So it's, it's retconned anything you've heard before, so I didn't cry at that because I was big and brave. Yeah. No, it says here canon, so mm. so that's true now. Mm-hmm. Ret, can you is ret canon a word? <laughs> yeah, a word, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. It must be a word. Yeah. We just made it. We can put it in the Urban Dictionary. We can put it on T-shirts and. Maybe, no, I mean, I was, uh, that's what. But I think it seems like such an obvious word that I feel like that's probably been invented and used loads, and everyone else knows it. And just just because I don't, oh. we probably shouldn't sit here going, "Ooh, I invented a word." When everyone else is listening, going, "Idiots!" Yeah, but that's <laughs> can't believe can't believe they think they invented how the, the word world works, canon. though. I mean, and that's certainly how the world worked before the internet which came along and ruined everything because it's like if you were in Coville <laughs> and you went like I've just come up yeah. with the word retcanon everyone would be like well done well three of us would just come up with this um, great word spaceship and it's everyone fucking, would believe it fucking amazing yeah. I invented that word spaceship yeah because like it's a sh- it's like a ship in, yeah. the, in the sea right but mm. it goes in space it's, it's called space. a spaceship spaceship nailed it mm-hmm. and everyone's like god I wish we had the internet so we could check yeah <laughs> then you move to Lon- that, that, that there London and everything and all your, dis- your dreams are ruined by the internet, which we have in London. Coville, of course, still doesn't. So we go back to Coville, we're like, we invented space. Mm. And they're like, oh, really, did you? <laughs> that's, that's interesting, <laughs> they say. Um, OK, so I see the, ne- the next paragraph mm. has a very exciting opening, which says, Rufus. Hooray! Got mentioned, got mentioned in the live story for yeah. the second time, right? I feel like... I got mentioned once in the last one. Is that true? Mm. But very briefly. And once in my diary. But no, here I am oh, again. There you are. Rufus was over playing with me in the garden. Not like that. <laughs> when he got a tiny nothing of a splinter mm-hmm, in his mm-hmm, thumb mm-hmm. and he cried and ran home. <laughs> he did. Do you remember that? 
No, not. Do you not remember that? Yeah, it's real. <laughs> I remember it very well. Tell me about it. No, I mean it's it's all there for you to see. I remember it because um, because of the next line. I think I didn't understand why such a tiny prick would cause such tears. <laughs> I never cry about my tiny prick, and anyone <laughs> who says otherwise is a bojo lie pants. Brilliant. That line, that's why you remember it. No, no, no. no. So I forgot about that brilliant joke about me having a tiny penis. Because <laughs> I've been saving that joke up for 25 years, <laughs> just waiting, waiting for this moment when I could finally use it in public. <laughs> I mean, like, I remember going like, oh, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not a big deal and everything, but you were insistent that it was and you really needed to go. And uh, you did okay. you did kind of like, like let you out and you did run off like, quite speedily. <laughs> let me out of yeah. the cage you used to keep me in. <laughs> Yeah, where I poked you with splinters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the giant, yeah, st- vampire stake splinters. I stuck a big stick in Rufus, and he cried for some reason. <laughs> said he wanted to go idiot. home, <laughs> and to hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, if this, if I ran home, that must be when I re- lived around the corner from you. Yes. So this must be when we were younger, we were very like seven young. or younger. Yeah, yeah, we were really yeah, young because I moved when we were seven when I moved. Mm-hmm. And if I'd have run home from right then, that's like f- four miles <laughs> with a splinter. Going, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ran around the corner with your with your splinter yeah, crying. <laughs> you big splinter corner running wiener. <laughs> but yeah. right, like the like I got a splinter the other day, right? Yeah. And, like you know, I did. I mean, I was already at home, so I didn't run home. Yeah, I, did no, you... <laughs> I did cry a bit. I did. I did cry a bit, but not much. You know, I mean, yeah, only like an hour. Mm. Only an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and then I stopped and I was really like grown up and and tough about it. And that's and because that was, you are. Oh, I'm not going to talk about it anymore though because yeah. I, I can feel the tears coming back, like just the, the trauma revisiting me. So I'm going to stop talking about it now. That's because you're a vampire and like even a splinter is like a stake, isn't it? So you know, it's like you're getting staked. I was worried I might. I was worried I might explode into dust I like on Buffy. If that's you don't what know. Happens to vampires if what? they get splinters. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, there must be mm. uh, like a point when the splinter becomes big enough, yeah. <laughs> right? And you don't want to risk it because you don't far know, like you, like you see into a vampire. Does your bit of wood need to go before it turns? And how into big dust? does the bit of wood need to be? Yeah, because like if you know, you you'll see people getting staked by big stakes. Usually, mm. you'll see some vampires get a splinter and not explode. But you're like, mm, I don't know where between those two things where the line is. It could be anywhere. Yeah. So you'd be very careful. Yeah. I suppose they usually aim for the heart, though, don't they? Getting a splinter in your thumb is not going to kill a vampire. Maybe it's going to kill its thumb. Its thumb turns to dust. No more thumb, and you've got to live forever with no thumb. It'd be really annoying. How are you going to get jars open? <laughs> don't you ask, you, ask, you, ask your dad, don't you, usually? That's you, you cry and ask your dad. <laughs> right? That's yeah. how you do I can't open the jar of pickles, Dad. <laughs> So back to the story about how Sissy Rufus Milksop got um, a big cry because of a tiny piece of wood, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, back to that thing you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big, brave boy like me, because I, I, I would <laughs> Anyway, mm. my mum says... <laughs> <laughs> my mum says the reason Rufus cried at the minute splinter... Mm. Is because he is a wussy crybaby. <laughs> Did she really? Something like that. that yeah, her? yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, your mum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, so next time your mum's upset about anything at all, right, from any level, whether it's something really small, like she's just upset, just to the to the point to the point of someone being dead, I would like you to say, you know, Rufus, right? Rufus says the reason you're crying right now is because you're a wussy crybaby, and then walk away yeah. like sassily, mm. all right? Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> There's any chance of her remembering this? No. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, like things like this are fascinating, right? Because like when you're a kid, like the most unexpected or sometimes like this, quite expected things can really stick in your memory forever. Mm. But you know that's not true for adults. Or oh, yeah. like, like something like this. Uh, you know, an adult who says to a kid, "Oh, he's just being a crybaby." Cry baby, yeah. There's no way they're gonna remember that. <laughs> no, right? no, no. But as a kid, that can actually shape your worldview. Yes. <laughs> you know, that can really, really affect you. And that's such a big responsibility. That, uh, I don't know how parents deal with it. You've got to watch every word and not just watch every word yeah. because it's not always the obvious things, is it? You might say something perfectly innocent and your kid just takes it slightly the wrong way and now they're a Nazi. <laughs> right? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, what the... What, what are you supposed to do? Now they're going off with Grindelwald and becoming a wizard Hitler. <laughs> yes. And like, it was like you mentioned sometime, I don't know whether it was in anything, but you were talk, you mentioned how um, you thought that your your dad um, had a, um, a range of um, stationery named after him. <laughs> no, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, they say... I they still say, do. Well, yeah, I still, there's still yeah. a part of me that <laughs> believes that. <laughs> but yeah, you can't prevent these things. And so like you hear that, yeah. he cried... He cried when a splinter is a crybaby. You go like, oh, being a crybaby is bad. I should be strong. I should be a strong. I should never cry. Should never... Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. And that's why I've never Next cried. Five years. This is why I've never cried for anything, because I'm, a, I'm not a crybaby like you are. No, but this is... But this is the thing, you clearly, as a child, you were aware of how much crying you did because you wrote about it in your life story. That was one of your main themes in your life story. But you were also aware that your mum said that crying is bad. Yeah. That she, like, she said that about me. So you must have also had this in your mind. What I'm doing, my mum says is bad. Yeah. Well, Do you know all, what I mean? All, that's, all, and that's not a good thing to have tell in you your to head. stop crying, though, don't they? Stop crying, they say. They don't say, carry on crying. <laughs> They say, shut up, Howard. Shut the fuck up. Stop crying, for Christ's sake. I don't think you've done enough crying today. Do you want to get an extra 10 minutes in before you go to bed? Okay, I'll just stick Doctor Who the movie on quickly. (laughs) All right, so uh, my mum says the reason Rufus cries Mm -hmm. at the Minute Splinter is because he is a wussy crybaby. I think she must have a point. She is nice (laughs) and never (laughs) never says mean things. So it must be true. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> our our like if this is a if this becomes a public worst writer yeah. show many of the listeners may not know uh, the wonderful story of how one day randomly <laughs> your mum like found uh, a two, was it a 2 year old live stream but it was it on the, the was it on the facebook post that she she commented right it yeah. wasn't on the video right she, yeah. so she'd scrolled back to yeah. find a 2 year old facebook post mm. of a live stream yes. that we'd done years ago for our listeners yeah. and written this is shit on it <laughs> <laughs> yeah out of nowhere. <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> so awful it's so I, I, if I wrote that for Gret Binchleaf doing that I'd think twice maybe that's a bit maybe that's a bit mean for Gret Binchleaf maybe that's pushing his character yeah. too far 
I mean, that's his kid. Come I don't on. Know. The thing is, like, I kind of agreed with her, so it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I think she must have a point. She is nice and never says mean things, so it must be true. Mm. Also, I mean, Rufus willingly sticks a needle in himself 50 times a day. Yeah. So what's his problem all of a sudden? <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> yeah. Also, you might not know that about Rufus. He is a massive heroin addict. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love heroin. OK, mm. uh, uh, 50 times a day. <laughs> all the all the different kinds. He loves Red Leicester, heroin, um, cheddar, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cheddar, cheddar, heroin. heroin yeah. yeah, all of them. Now, here's the thing, right? If this is when I was living around the corner from you. Yeah. This is probably before right. I was diagnosed. So this, is how, so this is how you caught diabetes, then? This is maybe how I caught it, yeah, off that splinter. No <laughs> wonder I was upset. Mm. So, yeah, the likelihood is that I wasn't, at this point, used to being stabbed by things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and was a big wussy crybaby about it. And then, uh, like, the wor- <laughs> like, the universe or God or whatever turned yeah. up and went, right, time to sort you out, you idiot we'll teach you, you wussy cry we'll idiot we'll teach you here look and yeah, i'll tell you what, i'll tell you what right like now now i inject myself quite a lot i have to inject myself like f- uh, six seven times a day mm. but here's the great thing yeah now the needles are really short and really thin and barely hurt it's oh. fucking brilliant it's no problem when i was diagnosed yeah the the needles were about an inch long wow. and thick oh they were absolutely terrifying mm. the, and, and i was seven right yeah so a doctor comes around to my house. I've been sick for a week or two. And the doctor goes, all right, you're diabetic. And I'm like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And he says, OK, well, you're going to have to inject yourself tw- like, at this point only twice a day with insulin. Right. And mm-hmm, I'm like, OK, mm-hmm. how, lo- how, how long for? And he goes, well, for the rest of your life. Uh, no, 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 no. Doc- be serious now. This is a big deal. I'm only seven. Come on. <laughs> Don't mess around. For the rest of my life, what does that what does that even mean? You know, we have no intention of curing this, so you're gonna have to <laughs> do it every day. Yeah. No plans. But um, they knew it was. They obviously knew it was kind of terrifying for a kid mm. to inject. So they created this thing, okay? This 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 thing that would hide the needle from you, and basically it was this big long metal thing with a kind of metal tube that covered the needle that you then kind of and it would. Like, well, not not it didn't come out. You ching and it would go in, and so you wouldn't see the needle going in, right? Yeah. This thing was huge and metal, and the most terrifying thing you have ever seen in your life. Because yeah, you know it's got a massive needle and in it. it hurt. Well. Yeah, it got. A, you saw the massive needle because you had to put it together beforehand. So it's not like you never saw the needle. Mm. It was the worst idea anyone's ever had. Like obviously, obviously injecting yourself. Hey, in your everybody! Is look, um, like we know you're scared of sharks. So what we've done is we've got, we've got this box and we've written shark shark box on the side. So... Yeah, and we've put a metal shark inside. <laughs> That is definitely going to kill you. Mm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Get in the box. Yeah, it was so much scarier than just a little plastic syringe mm. because it was a huge metal thing. It was horrible. I still have very, like, I can feel and, like, I can smell that metal. Mm. <laughs> right. I can taste it. Yeah. That Just the, 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 the whole emotional experience of this huge metal thing that took about five minutes to construct as well. So it's like, yeah, build up the tension, for fuck's sake. <laughs> just give me a syringe. I'll get, I'll get used to it. This yeah. I'm never getting used to this. No, I bet you thought you were going to get turned into a robot like in Superman 3. Lee Brumby. <laughs> Brilliant. Brought a Marvel annual to school wow. and claimed it was a joke book. Yeah. 
When asked to prove it was a joke book mm. by telling us a joke from it, <laughs> he told the following joke. Yeah. What did Spider-Man say to the Hulk? I don't know. You're a piece of milk. <laughs> this is one of very few jokes I've heard in my life that I can still laugh at mm. after countless tellings. So I hope Lee went on to have a successful career in stand-up. <laughs> Though it's possible he may have peaked early because his follow-up, what did Batman say to the Hulk, you're a piece of cream, <laughs> was not only sadly very derivative, but also showed a severe lack of understanding of intellectual property. <laughs> Though you could argue this was the crossover DC deserved, but not the one Marvel needed. <laughs> you joke for you, that. Joe Axe. You're a piece of milk. What exactly is a piece of milk, Lee? <laughs> and is the Hulk actually a piece of milk? Or is Spider-Man saying this metaphorically? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The answers to these questions and so many more are sadly locked in the mind of someone who, without a shadow of a doubt, has zero <laughs> recollection of ever telling this joke. Absolutely. No. Because only a massive loser would remember this and still insist on telling it every couple of months. Every couple of months is a lot more regular than that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Lee Brumby might say, I didn't tell that joke, Paul Kenny did. I've no idea, because, because at this point, those two people have merged into one, and I don't know who they are anymore. I but, feel like uh, years ago, you used to tell that story with Paul Kenny in the main <laughs> part. I feel like it started out as Paul Kenny when you used to tell me that, and now it's like, in recent years, it's changed to Lee Brumby. I mean, maybe. Who's Lee Brumby, anyway? Who is he? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like a made-up name. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> Okay, so um, we're on a quest to the people of Coville. Can we find, locate Lee Brumby and Paul Kenny and see which one of them originated the um, You're a Piece of Milk joke? And they'll get, I'll send them a badge. <laughs> they'll be so the happy. Winner. <laughs> Someone, they, probably, they probably don't remember you. Yeah. Like, let alone the joke. Yeah. They like, remember, like, do you remember Howard Long? They'll be like, no. No, I don't remember Howard Long. I don't think I've ever met him. That, just, that sounds like a made-up name. Yeah. <laughs> well, so does Lee Brumby, actually. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the next paragraph it gets very honest. Oh, yeah. So we're getting into some real serious, deep, honest stuff now. Yeah. So brace yourself, everybody. When I was young, my name was Mark. Mm. I tell you this just for this rhyming story. My brother decided to wind me up by constantly saying... Mark is a spark and a shark and he lives down park. Okay, shall I do that for you? It goes like this. It goes, Mark is a spark and a shark and he lives down park. Can you see how okay. annoying that is, right? Yeah, that is annoying. This was really annoying. <laughs> Not just to me, but to my mother, who murdered him. <laughs> no, I, I added that bit. If everyone's wondering where my, where my brother did disappear. I, I mean, I have not seen... You talk about him sometimes, mm. but I have not seen him since we were we, kids. We have to keep up the illusion. I mean, to be honest, the stories you tell me about your brother could alive. be entirely made up. And they would be the kind of stories that someone would tell, like the kind of excuses someone would excuse, like, say, like why he's never around, why you never see him, you know, oh, he's off doing this, he's in the Navy, you know, it's all like, yeah. it's very unconvincing. Yeah. He's been tasered and is in jail. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, nobody tasers people in the UK, Howard, you're lying. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, you know, he's in the Navy, okay, that, that, that deals with a couple of years. And like, oh, now he's... 
I don't know, he's working in Nottingham. You're like, okay, yeah, fair enough. You know, he's, he's in another county. Yeah, I'll probably get six months out of that one. But eventually people start to go, you know, we haven't seen your brother in eight years. He's, where is he now? You're like, oh, um, better better make things a bit more serious. Come on, he's in Nottingham. We'll go and see him. That's not far. Uh, well, he was in Nottingham, but then he got tased and now he's in prison and they're not allowing, like, he's in solitary yeah. or something so that you can't go and visit him. <laughs> One night I was home alone with my brother and my brother was being mean to me. So I decided to use my wits to outsmart him. Mm -hmm. So I beat him around the head and back with a snooker cue. (laughs) He probably cried like a drippy pants milksop. But to be honest, I didn't stick around to find out because I ran away to my (laughs) grandma's crying. Because I ran away to my grandma's crying like a brave hero. (laughs) (laughs) Paul Kenny loved inventing games. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He had very little success with Shark Train in as much as he had to play it on his own, which was difficult because it was a variant of tag. The rules were simple. If you're it, then you're a shark and a train. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) Such an odd idea. <laughs> so, like, some kids are just odd, right? It's yeah. Like, they, like, sometimes, like, I think, any, like, when you, if you remember back to uh, to school, you can probably pick out some kid who was just weird, and it was because <laughs> because of things like this. Like, you just like, where does that idea come from? It's brilliant. Mm. It's absolutely brilliant. But as a kid, everyone's like, let's play tag, brilliant, way. Mm. And we all, most kids are quite boring. Just do the same things over and over again, watch the same film every day. And then the kid turns up and goes, like, yeah, but what if it's tag, but you're a shark? <laughs> and you're like, okay, good idea. No, no, there's more. There's more. You're a shark and a train. <laughs> oh, you're the weird kid. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> we needed you. We were already bored. So the rules were simple. If you're it, then you're a shark and a train. Mm-hmm. So you have to pretend to have a fin. And when chasing other players, you can only go in a straight line and turn at 90 degree angles. Yeah, just like, like, a, like, just like trains and sharks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a shark probably can do a fairly... But yeah. trains don't turn at 90 degree angles. No. That's not how tracks work. No. <laughs> this, I think, displayed a basic lack of understanding of both sharks and trains <laughs> on Paul's part. I don't know if this is why nobody would play it with him, or... If it was because he was weird. <laughs> Do I say that? <laughs> it does no. say that, yeah. Brilliant. That's what you wrote. Brilliant. But fear not, for Paul would later find success with his wholly original <laughs> game, Jumpin' Poo. <laughs> the rules of Jumpin' Poo were very simple. <laughs> They'd have to, wouldn't they? I mean, the the names of these uh, these games do tell like Shark Train. You need explaining to you. Mm. No one goes, let's play Shark Train, and then they just start. You need someone to tell you what Shark Train is. Yeah, but Jumping Poo seems a lot easier. That's to why. Get your that's why it's a winner because like you don't need the instructions. <laughs> yeah. It's like you just go the title. Okay, we know what to do now. Go. The rules of Jumping Poo were very simple. <laughs> A dog had taken a shit right outside the entrance to the school and the players would take turns jumping jumping in the shit. Congratulations, Paul. You're a winner. (laughs) 
Yeah, that is quite that is quite a game. <laughs> I mean, the amazing part of that, like the true talent there, is that he persuaded anyone at all to yeah. do it. But they wouldn't do Shark Train, which was just tag. Mm. <laughs> but jumping poo, oh yeah, this is what we've been waiting for all our all our horrible child lives. It's probably clear clearer winner when it comes to um, jumping poo. If you're the person that's most jumped in the poo, I have no idea. I don't know. You're the person who's standing in the poo. Yeah. Because <laughs> surely, you know, unless there's a lot of poo. And your prize is, your prize is to stink of shit all day. <laughs> 15 to 20. I'm dating a girl. Let's call her Sarah. <laughs> Ugh, my girlfriend Sarah is so annoying. For some reason, she, she thinks I like her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what an idiot. Nobody likes who they're dating at school though, right? I mean, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm the right person to ask about <laughs> about relationships. Yeah, no, but you remember at school everyone just had to date people, but nobody was really yeah. that into it. No, I mean, as I say, I've no idea. Maybe maybe other people liked it. We, we're the two worst people to give advice about relationships, or maybe the best. Yeah. Because we'll tell people not to bother, and that is the best thing you can possibly do. <laughs> give it a miss. It's just going to make you unhappy. Get yourself a cat. Come on, everybody. Be honest. Your relationship, is it actually making you happy, or are you just scared of not having it? <laughs> Go on. Tell me the truth. Is it actually creating happiness in your life, or is it a habit that you don't dare give up because you're scared of what life will be like without it? I should take a, an opposite view, shouldn't I, really? <laughs> it's difficult, though. It's difficult when I'm so right, though. I think that, that it's families are really good. <laughs> I really like the idea of having a baby that keeps me awake all the time so I never <laughs> yeah. get any sleep. Because sleep is for, for, for losers, isn't it? I'll sleep yeah. when I'm dead. No, it is, it is. No, no I, I, see, I mean, some, some people do seem to be quite happy. In their with their families, mm-hmm. I think it's unusual, but there are a few people who it seems to be a right few. for. No, seriously, I don't think it's many of all the people who get married or start relationships and have children. I think most of them are unhappy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so uh, my girl, uh, my girlfriend is so annoying. For some reason, she thinks I like her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sarah, just because someone is dating you doesn't mean they like you. Okay. <laughs> Crazy ideas some people get. Before me, she used to date my friend Leon, and she murdered his fish <laughs> by pouring cider in the fish tank. And afterwards, <laughs> and afterwards, to rub salt in the wound, she said, "Ah, fide gibatar." <laughs> At least that's what Leon claims. I mean. Sarah disagrees with his lie, <laughs> but, but obviously what he says is the truth because he's not a girl. Yeah. When you start thinking about the things people said when you were young, you go like, hold on a second. <laughs> Most of this was not yeah. true. I am a good person. I tried dumping Sarah like eight times. Wow, can that girl cry? What's the problem, you sissy cry pants? <laughs> Little Howard dreamed of being a writer.
for listening to this episode of The Worst Writer in the World. Now, of course, is the time that the show ends and you pick up whatever device you like to browse the internet on, go to patreon.com slash manbycow and have a look at all the things you could be getting immediately for as little as $2 a month. Yes. For example, the complete live stream reading of Howard's script Champagne for Breakfast wow. that we did during lockdown, still available. That's about 20 hours long and it's really, <laughs> really ridiculous. Um, there's a, a, a script called Castrato that you should only listen to if you enjoy Ginger Beasting and other disturbing things things Mm. by Howard and of course loads of other stuff that I can't even begin to remember because there's just too much of it yes see you in two weeks everybody bye bye milk bye bye milk he's a stupid suck ass rubbish writer